Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Joined by Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic, who had a chance to cover Ken Hitchcock's entire Blues coaching career. And boy, was it entertaining and informative. I know that Jeremy Rutherford learned a lot from Ken Hitchcock about the game of hockey. So did I. And Ken Hitchcock just loves the sport. JR, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. And I could probably say that I learned more from uh, Ken Hitchcock than uh, anybody else since I've been covering the Blues going back to uh, early early 2000s. We used to call him the fireside chats. Randy, you probably remember him. He would be at the podium like on an off day after practice, talking to the media, answering our questions. And as soon as that wrapped up, he would just pull up a chair and we would create a circle of folding chairs. And the stuff wasn't necessarily off record, but you didn't use it because you knew that Hitch was speaking honestly. And just to give you a taste of it, you know, I remember things like, uh, hey, Hitch, why isn't so-and-so playing on the second line? Because he can't skate. (laughs) Well, why isn't this other guy playing on the power play? Because he can't shoot. When they send me a guy who can shoot, I'll put him over there. (laughs) He he was great. Yeah. And his players learned from him. Some of them didn't take his... Uh, teachings as well as others, T.J. Oshie, looking at you. But um, he was just so into hockey. Remember, uh, Jr. I know you you do remember, he would just wear a gray hoodie that said hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. I think that somebody brought that up, and uh, and quickly it was changed into, into a blues hoodie. But, yeah, he was gruff, and he could obviously wear on people, and that's why the shelf life at the certain places that he coached uh, you know, didn't last too long. I think it lasted longer than even Doug Armstrong thought that it would here in St. Louis. Doug told me that a couple weeks ago, uh, but he definitely wore on people. I do remember one uh, game, I think it was in Winnipeg, he was scratching a veteran player, and the veteran player walked out of the locker room, and I asked him for an interview, and he said, I just want to rip his head off right now. And So this was, uh, Twitter was around, and uh, I remember going to my phone thinking, a veteran player said that he, should I tweet this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) JR, we heard from Army yesterday, and there's a lot to take away from it, but it really seems like what the Blues will do with their first two first, their two first rounders will be really telling as far as their plans to compete sooner rather than later. Was that your takeaway from it? Yeah, I think so. So we talked to him about the number 10 overall pick. He said he's even fielding calls on that one. Uh, He said that uh, he still thinks that they'll make that pick at at number 10. Too expensive to trade up. And while some teams have called about trading down, uh, it would have to be a really good uh, fit for the Blues. And then talking about those two late first-round picks, the ones they got from the O'Reilly 
and Tarasenko trades. You know, I find this really interesting because there's a lot of talk about the Blues potentially moving one or both of those to find a player who can help them come in and compete right now. And let's just give you an example. Today at The Athletic, uh, they wrote a story. I didn't write this one, but it's a story about perfect trades. And the one that's mentioned for the Blues is Philadelphia's Travis Konechny, 26 years old, scored 31 goals in 60 games last year. He's got two more years left on his deal at $5.5 million, so this coming year and then the year after. And they suggested that maybe the Blues should trade one of those late first-round picks, Brooke, and perhaps a second-round pick throw in that as well for Konechny. Now, when we talked to Doug Armstrong about that, how do you decide whether you're trying to be competitive next year or you're involved in the retool and you realize it's going to take two or three years to be competitive? He said that they just have to come to a decision. Is this player going to help our development? Is he going to produce? Is he going to keep us competitive? But at the same time, we like our long-term future, even if we make this deal. That's what these decisions are going to come down to for Doug Armstrong. So using Konechny as an example, that's the type of uh, – you know, questions that Doug Armstrong is going to have to answer. JR, we talked a lot about the Blues defense last year and whether it was the offense, the centers and the forwards helping back on defense or whether it was the defensemen. What type of task uh, is is Mike Weber challenged with to make sure that this defense is sound all season long? Yeah, Kerry. So I think that uh, the Blues top four defense did not play well last year. You know, understatement of the year right there. Uh, I think they can play better. Do we expect them all four to play leaps and bounds better, and this defense is going to be great this year? You know, I I don't think that that's the case. But what Mike Weber can do, and when I called people and talked to them about Mike Weber, they said he drips passion. He gets the most energy, enthusiasm, and and just willingness to, to, to play to win. Uh, from a lot of coaches that they've seen. And so I think when you look at the Blues defense and you listen to what Craig Bruby said at the end of last season, that's exactly what he said. He said, you know, we didn't do the things that we needed to do to win. So forget X's and O's, forget structure. We're talking about blocking shots. We're talking about racing the pucks. We're, We're talking about coming out of the corner with pucks. The Blues defense didn't do that last year. So while I'm not sitting here, Kerry, and telling you the defense is just going to be you know, tremendous this year. That's not the case. You know, I think Mike Weber can bring out that element that was lacking last season. What should fans that expect a move, big or small, expect? Yeah, you know, I, I it's hard because, um, you know, you go into these drafts and there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of talk, and I've gotten caught up in it, Randy, over the years where you say, I think the Blues are going to make a really big splash and, you know, people are going to be excited. And then I'm sitting there twirling my pen at the draft board and, and, and just wondering, you know, are they going to do anything? And, you know, sometimes vice versa. You don't expect anything, and all of a sudden they trade Yuri Letera and two first-round picks to Philadelphia for Braden Chen. So it goes both ways. You know, but I would think based on what we heard from Doug Armstrong yesterday, he's going to do his due diligence. He's already done a lot of it. He's got a lot of people, I'm sure, on speed dial so that when he sees something that's going to make this team either competitive next year and, 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 and hold that balance of keeping the future protected, you know, he's going to make that move. And, and whether that's a big trade at the draft, you know, next week or, or whether that's, you know, holding off and just kind of making the picks, it's hard to say right now, to be honest with you. I, I just know that that's what he's fighting. He said yesterday his exact words were, we're serving two masters. We're trying to be competitive. We're also trying to look ahead to that future. Do you think there's a world where Army already has an idea of what he's doing? He's just keeping the cards close to his vest? 
Yeah, probably a pretty good idea of what he wants to do. But what I've learned over the years, Kerry, is that uh, what Doug says is true, mm-hmm. is that this is a deadline league. And even though you've got a lot of situations that are probably, let's just say, uh, you know, 80% talked out and thought out and planned, you know, other GMs just aren't willing to pull the trigger until you get to the day before the draft or the draft. So, you know, they talked about the Ryan O'Reilly trade in 2018 at the draft, and it didn't come to fruition. And they left the draft not knowing if it was going to get done. And a week later, the start of free agency, uh, they get it done on that day. So even though things are planned out, I think that what it takes is to get to that draft day. For another team, let's just use Konechny and Philadelphia as an example. Maybe Philadelphia calls back and says, Doug, we really want that first-round pick, number 25, we also want a second round pick. Do you want to do it? So they might have you know, already had those conversations, but it kind of takes until that day to know if these are uh, going to come to fruition. What are your thoughts on Mitchkov? I know that Army was talking about that yesterday when it comes to evaluating Russian players, and it doesn't seem like he has any apprehension, but that it's been harder to evaluate because of the political unrest. Yeah, that's the thing. So, you know, in, in years past, let's just say Tarasenko, you, uh, you had a situation where you could have Doug Armstrong or whomever, Yarmo Kekalainen, fly to uh, Russia and watch Tarasenko play in the KHL. But that's just not been the case the past couple of years, you know, not just with uh, COVID, but obviously the invasion of Ukraine, too. Everything shut down. And they didn't invite Russia to a lot of these tournaments that uh, he would play in. So there have been limited viewings. And Doug Armstrong seemed pretty honest yesterday when he was saying that those the lack of live viewings takes away from your ability to evaluate a guy like him. So, so you know, there's been so much talk about him. Uh, I think everybody likes uh, the possibility of uh, Mikov going in that top four, top five, somewhere in there. But if he were to fall to six or seven, do the Blues trade up? If he's there at number 10, you know, if teams are calling the Blues trying to trade up to get him, I think it's a situation where Doug Armstrong yesterday said we just haven't seen him enough. So I, I don't know that they'd pick him right now if he were available to them. JR, great stuff. Are you headed to Nashville for the draft? Yeah, we're going to leave uh, on Monday and be down there all week. So uh, coverage at The Athletic, and I know uh, 101 as well, will be down there with Alex and Tanner and bringing it all to you. Absolutely, and we'll have you on from Nashville and, and draft week. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. That's Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic. And as JR mentioned, Alex Ferrario is headed to Nashville to report live from the NHL draft. Blues have the 10th overall pick, and you can tune in Wednesday night starting at 6 p.m. as Alex will be on site from Bridgestone Arena for a special NHL draft live show. He'll be talking to special guests and covering everything that's happening at this year's NHL draft. That's this coming Wednesday night, Alex Ferrario live from Nashville starting at 6 here on 101 ESPN. The NHL draft show brought to you by Swissair Heating and Cooling. Cooling.